Hey friends, we're back at you with another episode here. And today, I don't know how excited you are about this topic, but uh, I, I love it. I love I love me some good Hillsong. I love me some some Elevation, some Bethel, whatever. You plug in your plug in your favorite worship team. We got a great local worship leader here with us in studio today, Kelly Chichak. So. Yeah, I'm going to introduce her in a second, but uh, we're going to talk worship. We're going to talk worship today. Super excited about this, something I'm passionate about. I hope you are as well. Let's get rolling. Here we go. Okay, so uh, hey, uh, hello everyone. I hope you're doing great. Pastor AJ here on the podcast. Uh, excited to be doing this right now. Excited to be talking about this topic. Uh, we're in the middle of a series called called Gospel. Period. My ministry is Gospel Ministries, and uh, there is, there is a. I think when you look at the gospel, and you look at one of the things God created us for, I think it's safe to say that God created us for worship, right? He created us to worship him. So it's part of the gospel. It's one of the things God saves us unto because, uh, you know, you look, you look in the beginning of creation, you look at uh, how God created us, male and female, and how he, uh, he created us to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. So he, he created us to be a kingdom and priests. Uh, these are things that we are fulfilled in Christ through our uh, relationship with Christ. Uh, he also uh, he also uh, created us to have culture and to glorify Him, to to spread the image of God, the glory of God, i.e., to worship God all over the world. That's one of the things we do. So, uh, very gospel related topic. Um, so, I guess with no further ado, I wanted to introduce my guest. The one and only Kelly Chichak. Hello. Uh, this is she is uh, she is a, a local worship leader. Like I said, uh, her her her. I don't want to say band. Her, her your worship. What, what do you call it? It's oh, we're a, a band. It's a ministry. <laughs> yes. Your ministry is yes. is what? Describe your ministry. David. Heart of David. Heart of All David right. worship. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. Yes. Love it. And uh, so she's part of Heart of David, and uh, Heart of David. I mean, explain a little bit about Heart of David and and what that is. It's yeah. It's not. It doesn't belong to a particular church, correct? It does not. It's its yeah. own entity. Um, so Heart of David was started with a conversation between a few friends who were all local worship leaders, saying, you know, what if we just got together for the point of worship? Yeah. Like off of a stage take down all the barriers that tend to happen between teams and churches. It's like everybody's out just doing their own thing. Why aren't all the worship leaders knowing each other, helping each other to build the kingdom? And so we started oh. in my basement with once a month like wow. worship. Wow, super It was cool. just a whole bunch of community of yeah. worshipers, worship leaders, different people in ministry that just came and we started worshiping together. And then a few Facebook videos got put out about it and we started getting testimonies right. of people just being delivered of alcoholism, people be not driving to their addiction because they saw this video. I mean, it was crazy stories. Really? Holy cow. Yeah. Um, and so it started from there. And then about four months into it, we decided to open it up. Uh, in once a month meetings. And now, uh, I think five years later, 
or so, I think wow, it has been. Wow, I can't been. believe it's been five um, years. That's yeah. crazy. So uh, now we travel once a month to area host churches all around uh, the Mahoning and Trumbull region. Yeah, super mm-hmm. cool. So, I mean, yeah, it's it, basically it's, it's not the kind of thing either that it's not doesn't belong to a particular, particular church. It's you, I mean, you travel around. Yeah, you know, and so we I know have that, seven different churches represented within our ministry. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So all area yeah. churches. Okay. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so worship's the topic of the day. I know it's something that is. Uh, you're passionate about, yeah, obviously, absolutely. right? Yeah. And I've seen you worship. You're a worshiper, so that's good. Um, so I, I thought we could just kind of just start talking about this topic. It's yeah. it's something that's at the core of the Bible. Obviously, I'm a pastor by trade, and and I love Bible study. I love teaching the Bible to people. So um, so worship's one of those core things. Yeah. And like I said in the beginning, it's something that God created us for. He created us. It's, it's one of the things that God created us for. Uh, I think it's packaged into that, that idea of God made us in his image. So, um, you know, the, the, the Westminster Catechism, I think, says it great, that man's chief end mm. is to glorify God mm-hmm. and to enjoy him forever. So what's really yes. cool about that particular uh, question and answer of, of what is man's chief end, what's our chief purpose to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Like not just to glorify God, but we also find our, our chief enjoyment in God when we are worshiping him, when we are glorifying him yes. with our lives. And I, I think now that's worship in a broader sense. Um, but let's start off with that. Let's, yeah, let's start off. I really I, I'm going like to ask that. the, I'm going to ask the worship leader to define Worship. worship. What is what is worship to you? Okay, well, I I think worship is just not what you do on Sunday morning. It's how you live mm. your life. And, you know, we can hear that, you know, worship's just not music. But it really is that glorification of the Lord in everything that you do for Him. Yeah. Not just the songs we sing or the notes we play on pages, but I think it's a heart posture. Yeah. Like, where is Jesus really the throne on your heart? Or is it... Jesus and. Yeah. And I think I in like this that. culture, especially in Western church, it honestly, if we're real, it's probably Jesus and. Mm. It's like Jesus and I love worship. Yeah. Jesus and I love preaching. Jesus and I love serving my church. But really, it's just supposed to be Jesus. Yeah. So when we take the and out of it and we realize everything that we do is really worship unto the Lord, like what you're saying, then we start realizing he really is all around us all the time. And I think another um, point to what you shared is something, a tagline we have in Heart of David is heaven is loud. And I think <laughs> <laughs> like, here, it is. He- kiss some applause there. He- heaven is loud, amen, folks. Amen. Um, you know, if you, if you're the type of person who is, you know, I need to make sure my my worship is a certain way. I need to hear the certain song. I need to make sure it's, you know, not too loud, yeah. not too yeah, soft. Yeah, then we're getting into preference, right? right? I mean, yeah, just, oh, I like it this way. This right. is how I, you know, I can only worship God when it's all, you know, right, perfect. But the thing and, is, like you said, everybody has their own culture, <clears throat> so every church has its own worship culture. Yeah. But worship is going to be all you do in heaven. Yeah. Because how could we not stand in the presence of God? and cry holy right, like right. the angels are doing right now yeah. we will too we yeah. will want to yeah it won't be like a side habit or just something that we do on wednesdays and sundays it will it will be what we do yeah. and so really heart of david for us it's like that cultivation of making room for god's presence because you're right like 
his presence is joy. Yeah. His presence is hope. Yeah. You know, Super it's him. Cool. Yeah. We, we actually, so we have the, the empty seat here. We, jo- we jokingly said that's, yes. that's Jesus Absolutely. seat. Yeah, that's, that's Jesus seat <laughs> when we started. So we've invited Jesus to be w- here with us. For sure. But, um, and, and that's what, kind of how worship should be too, right? It's, yes. it's inviting the presence of God. So it, it is singing. It, it is, uh, it, it is that raising your voices to the Lord. And, yeah. and you see that, um, uh, in fact, we'll look at some scriptures here in a moment that uh, you know that are some of your faves. I love it. And uh, we'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a couple curveballs too. I'm gonna see you know see what you think of these other we'll ones see. that I yeah you know, that I loaded up here. Uh, but um, so so yeah, worship is it, it is singing, and people should sing. It, right? I mean, so it doesn't matter if you have a good voice or not. Make a joyful noise. It is good if the worship leader has a good voice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what I mean, what would you say to? You know, I mean, worship is singing, so. Right, I mean that's that's part of certainly part of what it sure. is. So, I mean, what would you say to the average churchgoer who can't sing, but you know they're they're sitting out there in, in the pews? Mm, I think it's depending upon like what stance you want to take. So, when I have the opportunity, to I, lead, I meant should they sing? Should you they know, sing? Yeah, like in the congregation. Yeah, yeah Why right. Not? So, I mean, sing. You right, you don't you don't have to have a good voice to no. worship God. Right. Raise your hands. Yeah. You know. Like yeah. take a step out in front of what you normally would do. I, yeah. And that's why I even go beyond like sing, not sing, stand there, watch, you know, worship is not a, it's, this is not a performance. Yeah. This is participation. Yeah. So it's uh, totally, and, and that's one of the beautiful things about it is everybody can do it. Everybody can, everybody do can do it. Everybody can do yes. it. And it, you know, one of the scriptures I think of, I know it's one of your favorites too, is David when he's dancing. Absolutely. And he's maybe, you know. Got just a, a loincloth on or something. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what was going no on No one's there. asking you to yeah, do that. Right. In this podcast, do not dance yeah. out of your clothes at, at church. At least not at church. I mean, don't, if you, yeah, let's not do that. Privacy do at, home. at home. But, uh, <laughs> so he, he did that in church, though. He did. Right? I mean, David he David did. did that in church, so that was kind of He did that strange. in the public square. In the it wasn't public church. Square. It was cow. in wow. the public square outside of the temple or of the tent. And so his wife... Looked at him with disdain. Disdain, yeah. And uh, man, that was that was kind of that's that was a bummer because because he was really I mean according to the scriptures the way they painted it's like David was he was doing this thing so for God like he was just overcome with his joy for God yeah. and it and it culminated in dancing so worship isn't just singing either no, it can be dancing. and I love all of it yeah and again I think that goes back to a church culture issue yeah. you know I don't think one is better or one is necessary I yeah. think it's about where is your church? Where do you find the presence of God? Because guess what? I can find the presence of God, you know, singing out of my hymnal with a very congregational sound in the same way God's presence will show up when there's flags and tambourines and dancers and like very extroverted worship. He's found in both, Yeah, you know, and I think that's really where we can't just have just one church is not the right type of worship. That's why I love that we have so many churches represented in the ministry that we run is because everybody's church is a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, I mean, I know I've noticed that you guys even have like a painter. Yeah. Like somebody. That, oh my what, gosh, what is her name? Absolutely. You want to give her a little shout out? Anastasia, you're amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she is. Go. She's just come on. Her husband's been a part of the ministry now for a couple of years and you know how I noticed this is one day we were songwriting okay. and she was sitting in the So song- you guys write songs? Uh, we dabble. Okay. We dabble. Um, nothing that we've put out, but just something that we've tried to, 
to hear God in as a team. And so we were sitting in a circle and Anastasia just started drawing as we were writing. And I was like, hold up. Do you do this? She has never done that publicly until stepping out at heart. Holy cow. Ever. That's incredible. And so now she's just, she's, and she's gifting these beautiful paintings to the church. Wow. It's just been a whole other yeah, ministry cool. yeah. attached to singing. Right? Yeah, so I, I guess like what I was trying to do is is give a sort of robust yes. definition of worship. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, you know, it's even... All- Actions. Even in a even in a church context, I mean, you've got kind of like a, a multi you know dimensional definition of what worship is. It, it is singing, and, and you should sing. You should raise your voice to the Lord, whether it's good or not. That's not a qualification. It, it, it you know may have be whether or not you're on the worship team, well, right? <laughs> uh, but but you know, like there's things that we can all do to worship God. But it, but it also is you know in Romans twelve one the the uh, you know to let your um, uh, what is Romans twelve one? Oh my gosh! Don't put me. On I know, the spot right? With that's that that's horrible. I know. I'm. I'm so bad. <laughs> you let can your, give me a song to sing. Not it's a your light. To say. It's it's your that your. Uh, this is your spiritual act. Uh, this is your spiritual act of service, or your spiritual yes, act of worship. There we go. Yeah. But it's talking about your lifestyle, right? In Romans twelve one, yeah. it's talking about your lifestyle. And gosh, what is the very beginning of that? It makes me want to pull it up. I know, right? Well, anyways, it, the point is that it's a lifestyle. It is. So that worship isn't just singing. Right. It's not just doing the other. It's having it all, you know, that whole robust understanding of worship. And so this is really, now we're getting into like the lifestyle of glorifying God yes. with our lives. Yeah. And so that's that's really what worship is. So, yeah. I, so that's, that's cool. Uh, good definition there. So... Uh, Kelly, I thought what we would do next is look at some scriptures. Okay. I know that's, that <laughs> some of these are are your uh, some of the, these are ones that you mentioned, and yeah. I thought we could start with the sort of this is Heart of David's. This is their kind of your go to. Is, is this light you guys verse. up? Yeah, right. this is our mission verse. Okay, so and this is the NIV here. It says, yep. "In that day, I will restore David's fallen shelter." This is a prophecy of the coming then coming Christ, I will repair its broken walls and restore its ruins and will rebuild it as it used to be. So So they're referencing the temple. And really that's where our heart is found is that we want to rebuild the temple of praise because that's what the prophet Amos is speaking about is like rebuilding that temple of praise where people went and gave their offering of worship, right? unto God. And so that's really where we find our hearts at Heart of David is just, we want to give space to rebuild the, the, the temple of praise per se in these meetings where host churches are giving space for us to come in and make this more of a community event where it's like, Hey, do you need? Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. So these events have not just been very churchy. Lately, they've become super community driven. Teen Challenge has partnered with us. Okay. So. I just spoke there the other night. Oh, at Teen Challenge. Love Teen Challenge. Yeah. Love Great Pastor guys. Bobby out there. So he brings the guy guys out there every month too. So it's really just been community oriented. And I feel like that scripture really goes to the heartbeat of what we are to be doing in this day is to rebuild the yeah. temple of Christ. So, so you have, I mean, you really have a mission to go about the community to different churches. Yes. 
and rebuild it. That's what yeah, you're that doing. I, our, I love that because, that you know, this, I'm all about, you know, gospel ministries here. Mm-hmm. We're all about the gospel, preaching the gospel, Romans 116. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Right. So, you know, we want to like revitalize people's faith. Yes. We want, we want to see dead bones come to life. And so I, I think we it's want cool to revitalize people's worship. Yeah. You're very missional yes. in, in your worship. It so, is. It yeah. is. So maybe, maybe worship can be a mission. Maybe. I mean, it kind of is for us. Yeah. Because cool. that's really our heart is that we don't get confined to a box or being labeled as like, oh, are you like wanting to do an album or what? No, like yeah. we want to go and see lives changed wherever we go, whether that is at the Lutheran church or the Pentecostal church or just the non-denominational church. It's like, this doesn't have a label. Mm-hmm. We, we want Jesus and right. Jesus alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. And you know, so I, I don't know if you noticed this either. Maybe you did. It nine eleven is the. I was thinking of rebuilding. You know, like oh. in, I, I don't know why I was just <laughs> kind of like well, made that connection for yeah. some reason. But uh, kind of a neat, I guess, an American thing, American right? An American thing, at, right? Yeah, American but that is true. Yeah. We needed we needed things rebuilt. We did, so, you know, right? But uh, so okay, so that's that's one scripture. All right, uh, another one that you mentioned. We've got uh, Amos nine eleven. Uh, another one that you mentioned was important to you is First oh, Chronicles. Yes. So, so this is uh, explain this. What what is this to us here? What's going on? Okay, so in this section, this is uh, David making the temple open for everyone. Because if you remember, up until this point, the only people that could see the Ark of the Covenant or be around it was in the Holy of Holies. Yeah, but in David's time the Lord directed him to just build a tent, not a building, because the Lord was saying, my presence will not be found in a building. It will be found everywhere. But what makes this moment very different in others past is that worship became a 24-7 event. It wasn't just, there were worshipers at that point, right? But it became an all day, all night that he set up teams of worshipers. And guess what? He was there too. Hmm. So it wasn't something that he was delegating as the leader. He was found fully invested in his own worship with the worship teams he was creating with the community Hmm. that he was building. Yeah, super. And so it's very layered. And I think it's such a great model because that's really where freedom in worship started where it became a little bit more unstructured because of David's free worship, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and that's per- my personal heart, is that we would have freedom in our worship. Yeah. Yeah, so what, what do we have going on here? We see David left Asaph, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming this is uh, the Asaph of the Psalms, right? Right. The, uh, and his yep. associates before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord to minister there regularly mm-hmm. according to each day's requirements, because there was mosaic laws and requirements and so on there. Right. He also left Obed-Edom and his 68, specifically, <laughs> associates. That's a big to, worship team. Yes, to, to minister with them as hard as you're getting there. Uh, Obed-Edom, son of uh, J- Jeduthun, and also Hosah were gatekeepers. David left Zadok, the priest, and his fellow priests before the tabernacle of the Lord at the high place in Gibeon. 40, excuse me, it's verse 40, to present burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar of burnt offering regularly. Now, this was something that was in the Mosaic Law. Morning and evening in accordance with everything written in the law of the Lord, or the the law of Yehovah, or the law of uh, Yahweh, however you say that, and, and Moses, which he had given to Israel. With them, 
or Heman. I think I'm doing good on these names, You're by the way. You're doing really great. Jeduthan. Yeah. And the rest of those chosen and designated by name to give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. Heman and Jeduthan. This is great. <laughs> right? Were responsible for the sounding of the trumpets and the cymbals for playing of other instruments. Now, this is key here. Yeah. For sacred song, the sons of Jeduthun were stationed at the gate. So we have basically here, there's a, there's a template for temple worship. And it's here that David introduces the music, right? Right. I mean, that's, that's where you see the music introduced. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of important. What, what, what do you, how do you feel about that when you see this? And I, I know this is an important scripture verse to yeah. you, but I mean, comments on that. Um, I think it's because as a worshiper, you need to have three pieces of, of yourself. Like when, and this is going to lead more into a ministry based conversation that may be more corporate. But like for me as a worship leader, heart, talent, and anointing. Hmm. If you have the right heart, you could grow that. If you have the right talent, you could grow that but you can't grow anointing. Yeah. And I think in this, he's showing kind of like, remember this came out of the priestly tribe of Levi, right? So it was Levitical worship. It was this tribe that was consecrated and set apart to serve the temple. Mm. And a side portion of that, which were some of those names mentioned, are those that were set apart to worship. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I really love that he's calling out people. And then also later in this chapter or around those books, it actually says that they played with anointing and skill. And I love that yeah. because I think sometimes in church culture, we can bring things before the Lord <laughs> Oh yeah, and put the name of Jesus on it yep. and call it good. Yeah. When? No. Mm-hmm. They played with skill, which means they learned their instrument. They learned their craft. They honed their craft, and they brought it before the Lord. You just can't label anything and then say, oh, it's good because it was found in the church. Could almost have a separate podcast just on that that, that topic right there. Because, like, you know, we're we're talking about excellence. Well, especially within creative fields, because it's very easy in the creative world to encourage people. And I want to encourage your gift. You don't have to be perfect to serve the Lord. That's not what I'm saying at all. So please don't don't hear me in that light. But what I love is Just work work your craft. I mean, I think that's that's what I hear you saying. You know what I mean? Like actually put effort into what you know you're called to do. Yeah. Cool. Um, And, you know, too, with this, with this scripture, you see David. So David's introducing music as a worship form into tabernacle life, temple life. Let's just say church life. Yeah. Music that he wrote. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you also, yes, yes. So you have in the old Testament, you have, um, Worship being the uh, the articles of the temple, the yeah. sacrifice, all these different mm-hmm. things that they're doing. Okay, it's it's an act of service, and I think yeah. this is what's in the back of Paul's mind in Romans twelve one when mm-hmm. he's saying this is your spiritual act. Yeah. Oh, offer your your bodies as a living sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> that's knew it. it came <laughs> finally. To me. So uh, so 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 that that's that that likens it to temple worship right away because your body now is the sacrifice. Yes. You are the sacrifice. Yeah. So this is your spiritual act of service now. The acts of service in, in temple worship were the animal sacrifice. It was the incense. It was right. these actions of, the, of these, uh, these ceremon- cer- ceremonies and rituals of, 
of the temple and of the tabernacle. So David has the authority as the king. Right. He's a type of Christ, and he has the authority to add worship. Right. Right? To, to excuse me. To add music to the worship. Worship, right. <laughs> right? I guess yeah. maybe that's a that's a good adequate way of saying yeah, that. Worship, as yeah. we're talking about so, it as right. a lifestyle. Right. So so he adds he adds music and, and you can see David had a heart for worship. Even. So that's where Heart of David heart comes of, right. Heart of David. <laughs> so heart, right? yep. a little, little plug there for Heart of David. Because remember, uh, this is the same I think sometimes like <laughs> we forget this is the same David that yeah. was a little boy in the field mm-hmm. singing to sheep. Yeah. Because when we see him at this point, point, he's a full-grown man leading a whole kingdom of people. Mm-hmm. But remember, his whole being was actually just him and a guitar and sheep in a field. Mm. You know, and so God so he, elevated him to maybe the position of chief worshiper. Well, right? I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, right? Because yeah. the kings were put in place, anointed by God. Yeah hopefully, to do the will of God. Yeah. I, and I think this kind of fits into that idea of, like, work your craft, because David had the heart initially. Yep. But he worked his craft. I mean, it was a it was a period of years oh, and yeah. trials and tribulations, yeah. being persecuted by Saul, being in the, in the uh, basically in the wilderness, kind of like Israel before him was, yeah. you know, where he's persecuted by Saul. He's got his band of, you know, merry men with him and, and so on. And they on. were all singing in there too. Yeah. Um, and I think this actually goes back to personal worship though, really, because... Describe David, that. Describe personal yeah, worship. Yeah. Because we've talked quite a bit about corporate, corporate worship. worship. So yeah. let, I think this is a really great segue because David wasn't going back to the field to hone his craft I think that was a side effect of he went back to the field because, A, that was his job in the time, but he found solace with God, yeah. just singing to God. Yeah. And we see Jesus do this. We see Jesus pour out and then walk away to get filled back up. And then we see David do this in his seasons too. He was anointed king. And hmm. how many years was it before he actually became king? Yeah. He had to go back to his... Lots. Yeah, he had to go back to the field. And in those field times, that's where he found solace. And so when you actually look at David, especially in the Psalms, when he goes, but God, but God, you know, because David, this is also the same David who was a murderer. Right. This yeah. is also the. Same. Yeah, he broke like uh, I don't know, like five or six commandments he just did. in one action. He there. did, <laughs> like right. for real though. And I think sometimes we have to bring your whole life into perspective because what did he do every single time? He actually went back to the Lord by himself. Yeah. He wasn't trying to put his worship out externally for all to hear. Yeah. It was a very private thing, and so for me, especially as uh, I've led congregations, th- moments, I. In those moments, I really try to share like, hey, what have you and the Lord been doing all week? Hmm. Because the corporate anointing will fall in a different way if we find ourselves in rooms full of people hmm. who have been spending time Maybe just performing. with the Lord. Yeah, they have, with, right. If, you know, if they're just performing right, without hunger, worshiping. Hunger denotes hunger. Yeah. Like, Spending time with the Lord privately only gets you more hungry for yeah. him. So I, you've got working your craft, but you've also got working your worship, yes. right? So, I mean, you've got, you can't just show up. And, and this is, you know, great for not only for ministers, not only for worship leaders. Uh, it, it's great for just your everybody, for every yeah. church goer, every yeah. member of the body of Christ who you're showing up to, what are you showing up to on Sunday? To a worship Service. service, right? So, because of that, I mean, it, it's almost like a redundant. Think about it. It is worship <laughs> service. I mean, they're they're really synonymous yeah. in a lot of ways. So, you're showing up to a worship service. 
and you'll get what you what you've put in through the week. So you're not just working your craft. At, at, that doesn't just go for worship leaders. It, that also no, goes for your it's for everyone. worshipers. We're right? all I mean, in the same yeah. place. You'll get out of Sunday morning worship service what you put in during the week. Right? Are you, you worshiping during the week? Are you you know? Uh, is that awkward for you? Yeah. Let's really ask. Is that awkward for you? Because a lot of times people will find it really awkward to legit worship in the middle of their kitchen alone than they will in a corporate place on Sunday. And you have to push through that. Yeah. Because the Lord actually has a lot he wants to speak to you yeah. in those moments. So confession here. Yeah. Um, I, one of my worship places, you know, is the car. I uh-huh. worship in the car. I love it. It's also one of my greatest struggles. Well, <laughs> so. this really is the confession. <laughs> I can get equally in the presence of the Lord and equally angry in the same way. Yes. I mean, I know this is, we're talking about private worship, so it kind of fits. (laughs) And I'm sure there's somebody else out there who struggles with this. I'm sure. I think it's really hard. Tell tell the average viewer. (laughs) Hey, I think. How do you go from worship to, you know, to to, to a train wreck? (laughs) Don't put one of those Jesus fishes on the back of your car and then be yelling at people. You can't can't represent God that way. Um, You know what? I think if you're in the middle of singing, Great Are You, Lord, how is it that you could get so angry? Yes. (laughs) But I do. (laughs) Come on, Pastor. I know. It's terrible. (laughs) We're all (sighs) human. We're all human, and this is where the grace of God pours in. Amen. And probably, I mean, really, that applies for any area of life. It's just, you know, the, the car is a metaphor, I guess, so to speak. So I guess in our lives... Just throughout our day, maybe somebody's at work, yeah, and they're struggling. Customers, yeah. other employees, they're at home. They're struggling with family situations, yeah, and they're trying to worship God. You know, mm-hmm. how do you? You're you're a mom. You're a wife. How do you? How do you do that? I mean, I'm I'm sure you. You know, you got moments where you don't feel. Like, like worshiping. worshiping. What do, how do you do that? Oh, man. You know what? I'm reminded of a story from um, a good friend of mine, um, Pastor Tony Lagaris, and her and her husband lead River Church in Warren. And she tells this story a lot. Um, when her daughter was really sick, the Lord prompted her to have worship music on, on in her house, in a, even in a low volume, all day long. All day long, from the time she woke up, from the time she went to bed, it was on the radio or whatever device that they had. And that just brought such a beautiful presence of the Lord. And it brought a large part of her daughter's healing in that season. And I think sometimes for, and I I don't know why I felt led to share that story. So maybe sometimes if you're going through something, maybe you need to be the one that turns on your Alexa. Just worship. Yeah, I mean, just do it. Turn on your Alexa. It's not like you have to stop the rest of your day. Just have it on. Let the presence of God enter your home through just worship being on in your house. But for me, that looks different every day. Honestly, it could be me and Joy in the playroom, you know, around my piano right before they get on the bus. It could be that I just have it on in the background. Um, This is not something that you have to, I think if we, if we make worship another thing on our to-do list, it will become just that. Okay. A to-do versus a get-to or just that it's a part of our life. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's yeah. true. Get to instead of got to. I, got I, I to. gotta. I gotta go to work and find something that your to. children enjoy. I mean, I think that's something as moms we struggle with, especially with little ones. It's like, oh, I used to spend all this time with the Lord, and now I spend no time. Take them with you. Yeah, they will hear from the Lord too. Help them find some good worship songs that they like. Yeah, I mean, this could be very practical. 
Yeah, amen. Yeah, another little you know plug for family devotions or maybe oh, having yes. times things Big like that. that. So, yeah. okay, so we've talked about a couple of different scripture verses. There is another one here I wanted to bring up, and that is mm. one of the Psalms of Ascent. Yeah. Um, I recently had the uh, luxury of traveling to the Middle East. Yeah. I went to Israel, and we were actually driving to Jerusalem. And while we were driving there, we read. The Psalms of Ascent. So Did this you is cry the cry the whole way. I would have cried the yeah, whole yeah, way. I know, right? It was it was super cool. So real. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But uh, so this is this is the second Psalm of Ascent, and I know you mentioned these are you know these are these are kind of a big deal to you personally. Yeah, it is. So this is this is Psalm one twenty one. One twenty is the first one, and what what is it? It goes one twenty through one thirty five. Is that yeah. the Psalms of Ascent? Yeah. These were sung on the way to Jerusalem as they were on the I way. Love that. So that's what this was. The Psalm of Ascent. You're going up. To Jerusalem, a song of ascent. This is Psalm one twenty. This is a famous one. That's why I chose this one. Yep. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel, and we're grafted in. We're right. we're in Israel today. Will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Man, what a beautiful psalm. That's just incredible. Explain why you like the Psalms of Ascent so much. Oh, man, I love this section probably because they're very heaven-focused. And now everybody's, you know, singing the old Casting Crown song. Which is... (laughs) Um, it's the beginning of Psalm 121. Okay. I lift my eyes oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where does my help come from? Right? Um, okay. So, but I think uh, the reason why I think these are very profound is because it takes us out of the equation where a lot of the songs are more human focus, like, oh, Lord, please help me. Please save me from this person. Please, you know, and then he does, and then I praise you. This is solely based on what you just said, where people, you know, how many times a year, twice a year, would make their journey to Jerusalem as their retreat. Yeah. And they were fully focused on the Lord in that time. That's Mm. why they were going. And so I love this section because it's just very heaven focused and it takes, takes our humanity out of the equation. I really like that. Yeah. That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. I I know another, um, I like that idea of just climbing, going up, we're, we're ascending into, you know, Christ ascended to the right hand of the father. So we're ascending, uh, in worship. Worship is, um, it's, it's transfiguring us. It's, Uh, You're supposed to go someplace it's, it's in it. It's transcendent, right. right? I mean, that's maybe one word we can use to describe worship. It is, it's taking us somewhere. So yeah. there is power in worship. Um, you know, and a couple things. You know, we we didn't have time to get into here, but like the you have the army with Jehoshaphat. Yeah. They have the the worship team going before them as yep. they're defeating their enemies, and then they worship don't... was always the front line of the battle. Yeah. I mean, worship is also a weapon. Yeah. And I think that's what I love about worship. It is it. It isn't one thing. Yeah. You know, it can combat as well as carry the presence of God. Yeah. And we see that in yeah. both both and. I like that. It takes us up. Another one you mentioned was uh, Psalm twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. Who may ascend the, the mountain of the, of the Lord? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Ooh. So, uh, I'll make you jealous here because I I read that on top of Mount Sinai in Saudi Arabia. So my audience knows. You know, I traveled to the Middle East right. there and. There's a picture actually in my studio over here of my it. son and I it's on beautiful. the top. So 
so we got to the top there, and I, that was one of the, we read the Ten Commandments, and I read Psalm 24. That was the other one we read. You know, lift, lift up your heads, O gates, that the King of glory ah. may come in. That's a great... How did you not just get caught up and go to heaven right there? I know, right? <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it was going to happen. I was hoping Honestly, it would happen. Honestly, right there. Well, right my there. son's young, so I figured he had some life I left mean, to live. I was ready to go. Sure. But, you know. Why not? Right there. In I the want to see grandkids one day. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah so, so worship takes you somewhere. I'm going to throw... Kelly, a couple of scriptures okay, at you now. Go. So this is now this I, is the surprise. This is go time. I want to see how yeah, I want to see your response here. Here we go. <laughs> so uh, so this this is the first one I wanted to throw at you. So we got the song of Psalms of Ascent. Now John four. Oh. Jesus is talking to the woman on the well, and he uh, he gives a little definition of worship here, yes. right, to the woman at the well. Sir, the woman says, she, she's a Samaritan. It's shocking Jesus is talking to a Samaritan and to a woman. His yep. disciples can't believe it. I see that you're a prophet, because he just told her everything she did. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain. That's the wrong mountain in Samaria. They tried to change worship. The Samaritans did. But you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. But Jesus makes an eschatological statement. Yes. And he says, woman... Believe me, I just thought that was funny. Woman, <laughs> believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain yeah. nor in Jerusalem. And basically, so Jesus is the King, the Son of David, coming. He has the authority to change worship, and now worship is being moved all over the earth. So in a lot of ways, you see a fulfillment of Genesis chapter 1. You do, yeah. Okay, where, where it's go fill the, the earth with God's image. Right. So Jesus is saying, no longer is it on this mountain, but it's, it's the, the earth. It's all over. Mm-hmm. It's, it's everywhere. You Samaritans worship what you do not know, for we worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for yeah. they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit. And his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Now, Kelly. Oh, this is going to get heavy really make fast, some, isn't Make it? some sense of this for us. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Come on, you're the worship leader. Tell us. What does this mean? Uh, well, I think really what Jesus was going for, to be honest, was to say that he is for all people and mm. that he is truth, that he is mm. the all in all, right? And yeah. she only knew. And remember, this woman in particular, she was looking to be loved. She had many husbands, all of which hurt her or abused her or that she herself cheated on. And so she herself was looking for that man yeah, <laughs> to come yep, and save yep. her. And, and here's, here's the and Messiah. And he found her at a well. Yeah. And I think this is such a profound statement because guys too, and this is just moving a little bit ahead, but I will run back around. She went on to save her entire town. <laughs> there's there's a lifestyle like, worship right she, there right i mean she one conversation one encounter with the lord where he just says worship in spirit and truth yeah. and we may not understand every single part because yeah. honestly this is one of those scriptures that it's like what do you mean spirit and truth and does it have to be pentecostal right, it doesn't right. have to be this yeah. no it doesn't i don't think jesus was trying to say you have to worship this way he's saying i am the truth i am the spirit mm. and when you actually know me now mm. you do woman You know me. You will find you can worship anywhere. You don't have to go climb a mountain. You can still do that as an offering, right? But you don't have to. And she went back and ran back into town, it says. And everyone came to know Jesus through her story. It is something that you almost couldn't gloss over. It's just like it mentions it in passing at the end of the tail end of that. That she saved the entire town. Yeah, yeah, of the the chapter. Isn't that crazy? And it's like, but she does. She runs out. It says she's so excited. This guy told me everything I ever did. And, you know. They didn't even meet the guy. 
Right. And she, and she goes out and tells, it says the whole town. Yes. I mean, everybody. So um, she went to town. Like the most, the most, uh, the most disgraced woman it was bad. in you town. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, can, you can laugh at me. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but the most disgraced woman in town was the one that came to save the town. Yeah. And I think that also shows that Jesus will use you right where you're at. Yeah. You know, and that's like my salvation call, right? It's like Jesus will use you right where you're at. You don't have to get all like clean and like in good form in order to really know him. He doesn't want to know you that way. He already knows who you are and what you're doing, you know? Yeah. Good job. You, you passed the test. Thank you. Proud of you. Okay. One more though. Oh. One more. Uh, So John four, I think you did a good job. Thank you. Uh, The next one. Okay. A little bit of a test. Yeah. There you go. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So... Ooh, Kelly. Gratitude. Wow. I mean, singing to one another in songs, hymns, psalms, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Love it. So sing for us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, you can sing for us if you like want. I did like a second ago when I was trying to remember that old Casting Crown song. But tell us um, what this means. Yeah. I actually really like this yeah. because. Because he says there, I mean, just kind of like in passing, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, hey sing to one another in psalms hymns and spiritual songs like in this and it's it's kind of a i don't want to say it's a command i mean it's a direction of the apostle paul telling us how we're to live our lives what we're to do you know how we're to go about our daily lives and most people don't walk around the house going you know your life uh, isn't a musical like mine yeah the name of the lord (laughs) you know i could do it yeah see i mean i don't think paul was trying to be like make your life a musical um You know what I mean? I don't think we were all supposed to like all of a sudden go make your life a musical. Right. I mean, I mean, that could be a good. Is that my answer to that? Make your life a musical. Man, I feel like that's actually kind of powerful. Yeah. Well, like we're worshiping. So, okay. Now the pastor in me is like, oh man, that's, that's my takeaway right there of of my. Make your life a musical. That's the takeaway of this, this podcast right here. Make your, make your life. Um, that's a great takeaway. It's a great sermon illustration it's a great sermon point sure. you know it's even i could even do make i could do four, a four letter acronym with that you know i okay am i now, gonna get credit for this idea you now? will no. if I, if I, <laughs> yeah, so so that's 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 I'll the takeaway yeah but it doesn't mean walk around singing all the time maybe no. what does that mean walk singing whenever, to one I've another. Li- whenever i've read that verse to be honest it always harkens back to that moment now obviously i lead in more freer worship situations and i will yeah. at multiple times during a set encourage the congregation to sing out okay what does sing out mean sing out means just start singing what's on your heart if it's a sentence if it's a word if mm-hmm. it's just thank thankfulness because really what worship at its core is learning how to be grateful so if you notice the end of that scripture is with thanksgiving it talks about thanksgiving gratitude breaks off more in our lives than i think we understand Mm. a lot of times gratitude is found in that place of worship because you know if you're if you're by yourself you can sing oh lord you have forsaken me. No, 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 no. But you're only going to stay there for a second. 
You aren't because guess what? Hmm. If your heart really is trying to worship, it's going to move right back into that place of like, thank you, God. I may be struggling, but I, I am here or you, God may bring up all this gratitude in your heart. Right. And so for me, I always take that as like a time of, as the worship leader in me to feel like, Hey, congregation, let's just sing out. Let's take the next 30 seconds and sing in your spiritual language or sing what's on your heart, a word or a phrase. And let's get this room loud. Mm. I love loud rooms. If I could get a whole congregation to get loud and it's not just the worship team, that's when I know the Lord's doing something. Yeah. Amen. So, I mean, uh, there you have it. Make your life a musical. A musical. Oh, my like gosh. That. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Didn't even mean yeah. for that to happen. Feel free. Pastors, feel free to steal that one. Yeah, that's fine. That's that's a good one. Preach that to your church this Sunday. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Heart of David, Heart you've of got David. a you've got something coming up here. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Got some got some dates. Got a yeah. lot of the year planned. But our next date is going to be February twenty fourth at Christian Assembly, yeah. which is on South Avenue in Boardman. It's a Boardman, great Ohio, church. near Youngstown. Yes. If you're local, yes, yeah, Boardman, Ohio, at seven p.m. We we go from like seven to nine. Um, killed kids are more than welcome. Bring the whole family. And it's just it's just worship, guys. Yeah, or like even in. if you're within traveling distance, I mean, you oh, could absolutely. be uh, right. I mean, you could you could be. I, I, we want to. Here's what we want to see at this next Heart of David concert. We want to see who traveled the farthest. <laughs> I'm gonna. And they'll do something podcast. for you. I don't know what it is. Oh my even, gosh. even if they just you know give you a pat on the back, they'll do something for you. <laughs> Maybe it would be like a free t-shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, so um, February is at Christian Assembly. Um, March is going to be Christian Life. Okay. Um, and then April is going to be Upper Room Fellowship in Columbiana. Ooh, Upper Room Fellowship. Yes. I like I like the sound of that. That's Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Love Book Upper Acts, Room. Right there. Book right Acts, there. Two. Love that group of people. So, okay. Heart of David and uh, Kelly, thank you so much for coming thank on today. You, uh, super exciting. Uh, let's give Kelly a round of applause. So good to be with you guys today. Love and uh, yeah, so great job. Great job. Great discussion on worship. Great to get your insights. And uh, uh, honestly, just, you know, prayers going forward with you Thank and you. Heart of David, everybody there, the team with you. Uh, who, who's your team members, by the way? Maybe oh we my should... gosh, we have so many. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I too love ma- our big group. Too, too many to mention. Yeah. So we love you all. I lo- I don't want to miss somebody by not mentioning some, uh, someone, you right? Gotta, you got to run for political office. Oh my gosh. Kelly, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, thanks again, Kelly. Great having you here. Appreciate it. And before we go, here's... I've already told you about my recent trip to the Middle East and the real Mount Sinai in Saudi Arabia. But what you may not know is that you can experience these things for yourself. And it's all made possible through our friends and ministry partners at DiscoveredSinai.com, where Andrew Jones and his team will take you on an adventure of biblical proportions to places like Noah's Ark, the Pyramids of Egypt, the real Mount Sinai and Red Sea Crossing site the Split Rock of Horeb, Elijah's Cave, Sodom and Gomorrah, and Jerusalem. I can't emphasize enough just how incredible this opportunity is. It will be life-changing for you and your family. And here's the cool part. You can do the whole tour or just book the individual things you'd like to see. And the prices are amazingly reasonable for this all-inclusive spiritual experience. Book your tour today at DiscoveredSinai.com. Well, there you have it, friends. Uh, another episode in the book. So excited. Again, thanks to Kelly Chichak. And uh, hey, Bye. go see Heart of David the, at the end of this month here. Uh, we love you in Jesus. And uh, don't forgive if you do want to uh, become a partner with Gospel Ministries, you can do that at PastorAJ.com. Just click the link that says Partner with Pastor AJ. We love you in Jesus. And we'll see you next time. Peace out. <laughs>